Welcome to The War. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. History tells us that Adolf Hitler died by his own hand rather than facing capture. Had Hitler been captured, taken alive, he would have stood trial and been well-fed and well-clothed and experienced the same process as other war criminals at Nuremberg, though perhaps with uh, heightened pro- uh, prominence and world attention. For many Americans, such a death for Adolf Hitler seemed far too easy and far too light considering the untold terror, pain, and suffering he inflicted on millions of people throughout Europe, as well as those who died horrific deaths in battle as a result of his unbridled ambition and lust for power. Today's episode of uh, The Mysterious Traveler is not usually a show I would listen to, let alone host. It's in the horror drama uh, genre. But it's definitely war-focused, and it plays into this very key th- uh, thought in uh, the American psyche, and certainly uh, the psyche of other people living in the Allied nations. So here from March 24th of 1945 is Death Comes to Adolf Hitler. A mysterious traveler. This is the mysterious traveler inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip. It will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and be comfortable if you can. For tonight, we're going on the strangest journey we've taken yet. We're going down into the dark and fearsome depths of the sea to watch fate settle her account with the arch enemy of mankind. In a story I call Death Comes for Adolf Hitler. My story begins in the radio room of the American destroyer Spindrift on patrol duty somewhere in the Atlantic. It is late at night. Chief radio man Mike Williams, headphones over his ears, is checking on the dozens of messages whispering through the ether. Beside Mike is relief man Joe Norman, sitting back with his feet up, working a crossword puzzle and mournfully hugging to himself. I'm not kidding. I tell you, I had it just now. Let us trade it out. Wait a minute. It's 
coming back in again. Hello? Hello? This is Oberleutnant Reiner, the underseeable wolf. Listen to me. Anybody who may be picking up this message, please listen to me. There's nothing anybody can do to help us, but please listen anyway. Makes it easier if I can talk. Easier to face what is coming. Because we are, we are doomed. We know it. Only yesterday afternoon, as we were cruising on the surface, recharging our batteries, we thought our mission was as good as accomplished. I was up on the conning tower with Captain Metz. Met us with our passenger. Our very special passenger who called himself Herr Schmidt. Of course, that was not his name, and we all know who he was. A beautiful day, Herr Captain. Particularly gratifying after our long submersion. Yes, Your Excellency. Uh, pardon me, Herr Schmidt. But we could take no chances on surfacing until we were safely past the area of Allied patrols. Cross not, Captain Metz. You must not take the slightest risk. As long as I am aboard. I am aware of that. Do not worry. You will reach your destination safely. I estimate that tomorrow midnight we will take our contact with the South American coast. And our journey will be over. Good. Understand, Herr Captain? No word of this trip must ever be breathed to the world or yourself. Or any other member of your crew. It is understood. You may rest assured. My crew is well trained. The world must not know or guess. The back of the fatherland, this is a double who rules. We have lost, but I shall yet win. It would be disloyal of me to believe anything else, Herr Schmidt. In South America, he will make my plan. The world will think me dead. Suicide. And the day Germany falls. But instead, I will be safely hidden. So I can direct our rebirth. Quite so. Our enemies will yet feel the might of my vengeance. I will return to lead my people to victory, however long it may take. Of course, Herr Schmidt. Lifeboat, three points off to starboard bow. Lifeboat, three points to starboard. Pitching and tossing of the waves ahead of us was a lifeboat. It was crowded with gaunt-faced, bearded men who watched us pull alongside with hostile eyes. A dozen yards from them, Captain Metz ordered the engine to stop. And then as our passenger looked on, his cloak pulled up to conceal his face, Captain Metz questioned the men in the lifeboat. You're in the lifeboat. Who's in charge? I am, bless you, eyes. What is your name? What ship? What cargo did you carry? What port were you cleared for? Captain Peter Jensen of the Mountain. Knowledge your service. We were released carrying food and medical supplies to Greece when one of your murdering undersea dogs proceeded on us. That is all, Captain Jansen. You may pull away now. The nearest land is 300 miles due west of you. I will pull away. Pull, men. Let's get where we can breathe air not contaminated by this scum. And then, just as the lightboard started to pull away, the wind unexpectedly whipped aside the cloak that our passenger was using to conceal his face. And in the lifeboat, Captain Peter Jensen, a burly giant of a man, recognized him. Men! Stop! Stop! You see that slinking, rising the ship of a man trying to hide his face? Yeah, you know who that is? No, no. Take a good look at him so you can tell your children you've seen the murderer of mankind himself. 
the arch fellow who really gave the orders that sent our comrades to the bottom. I fear you have been recognized, Herr Schmidt. Stop them! Turn your guns on them! Destroy their boat, Herr Governor! No one must leave the report having seen me! Very well, Herr Schmidt. Four guns, prepare to fire! Four guns, ready to fire! Give them two rounds! Four guns! Hey, I'll come again. Hey, you filthy murdering dog. So you're going to murder us, too. You, you there on the bridge, listen to me. Every one of us will be waiting for you when your time comes. All of us think you hounds and jackals of murder. We'll be waiting for you, every one of us. We'll be waiting for you, and someday we'll get you. Remember that? Someday, we'll catch you. Ah! They are gone? Yes, we have finished them. There will be no eyewitnesses to tell of seeing you aboard a submarine in these waters. Here, Schmidt. That is good. Well, never know. If I had left Germany, but never guess. The whole future, the fatherland. What is that sound? Bummer. Patrol bomber coming this way. Get below us, Hans. We are going to submerge. What is our depth now, Muller? Seventy-five feet, sir. Good. Then we should... The pump! They're coming closer! No, they have lost us. They are bombing at random now. Here, they are safe now. Depth, Muller. Ninety feet, sir. Ninety is good enough. Level her. Level her, sir. We will take course 180 and... Oh, I said, we are still making a five-degree drive. The leveling planes do not respond, sir. We are damaged. The bombs have damaged. Them. Impossible. Not one of those bombs was close enough to break an egg. Well, uh, our depth. A hundred feet, sir. Lieutenant and Ryder, order half speed ahead. Half speed ahead? We shift the hand operation of the diving plane. Hand operation of the diving plane, sir. Now level her. Uh, level her, sir. Well? What's the matter? Captain, the operating wheel... It's your turn. It's a turn. Diving planes must be jammed, sir. They will not move. That's all. Captain, miss. I demand that you hide to the surface. Something is wrong. Am I safe? I am captain of this vessel, and I am giving the orders. Hey, well, our leveling planes are jammed. We will surface and clear them. Miller, step. 120 feet, sir. Stop, Major. Load the forward ballast tanks. Load the forward ballast tanks, sir. Now our bow is coming up. They are leveling off, sir. Oh, there she is. Oh, there she is, sir. Muller. Yeah, How fast are we going up? We, we are not rising at all, sir. Not rising? No. With the motors off, we must be. We should be. But we are still descending at about 20 feet a minute, Captain. Captain, I demand to know what's wrong. I order you, take me to the surface. I am just as interested in reaching the surface as you are here, Schmidt. Blow the main ballast tank until we start to rise. Blow the main ballast tank until we start to rise. 
They say the propeller is fouled. Fouled? How could it be fouled? It is impossible for it to have become fouled on this bottom. Yes, sir. They say it is not entirely fouled. It, it will turn, but only very slowly. As, as if... As if what? Well, sir, they say it turns as if, as if something were holding it, trying to keep it from revolving. The fools. When we get back to our base, I shall court marshal every man aboard. Perhaps the propeller is tangled as on sea wheels. That is all. In that case, we may be able to avert some threads. Full speed of sun. Full speed of sun. Well, now what? Your pardon. The engine room reports propeller is still fouled, sir. It behaves as it did before. It, it turns, but as if something is holding it back. And to think that I, Hans Ludwig von Metz, thought I had the finest submarine crew in the world. A brainless pack of idiots who become stuck in the mud on the bottom and they go to pieces like old women. Now listen to me, all of you. The next man who shows... Captain Metz. Ah, Herr Schmidt. I trust you have not been lying. Everything is quite under control. In my captain, I, I, I've been hearing sounds from outside the submarine. Sounds? What kind of sounds? Scratching sounds. Tappings on the metal. It sounded as if someone is trying to get into the submarine. My dear Herr Schmidt, you had nothing except the noises made, perhaps by pebbles being swept against our sides by the car. That is all. But I tell you, it sounds like, like hands. Rapping and tapping, scraping at the hole, trying to get in. Why are we staying down here in the bottom? Surface at once, you hear me? I order you surface at once. That's your excellencies, what I am about to do. Now, all respect, may I suggest that you return to your cabin. Your presence here may uh, impede our efforts. Very well, Captain. But see that you take me to the surface at once. Have no fear. Lieutenant Reiner. Perhaps you will assist Herr Schmidt to his cabin. Yes, sir. Certainly. If I may open the door for the accident. Captain! Captain Nitz! Well, what is it? Captain, we hear them too. Sounds. Sounds coming from outside our hull. I hear no sounds. Uh, Captain, I can hear them now. Quite plainly. On my detector phone. It's not possible to identify them, but they... They sound as if many people were climbing up our sides and... Uh, there. Perhaps that will bring you to your senses. <laughs> Listen to me, all of you. Temporarily, we are stuck in the mud. The current is sweeping debris or pebbles against us. You are all acting like children who think they see a ghost in a graveyard. In an hour, we shall be on the surface. You have my word for it. To get free from the mud, I shall fill the bow tanks, then blow them and fill the stern tanks. We shall seesaw ourselves loose. Do you all understand my scheme? Very good. Let the forward ballast tank. Let the forward ballast tank, sir. Captain. Captain Nitz. Yes, Lieutenant Reiner. The main pumps are in operation, sir. The failure was caused by Hans Jäger. Jäger? How? He went crazy, committed suicide by grabbing the poles of the main switch. The short circuit electrocuted him. Blew out the fuses. Nah, Jäger was always a fool. How the others reacted to his death? Very badly, sir. They are very nervous. Nervous, are they? Yes, sir. That scraping and scratching outside our house. 
has affected them, sir. It has stopped for now, but the crew says that it's just because they are planning something else. They? Who do you mean by they? The crew says, sir, that there are hundreds of men in the water outside trying to get in at us. Dead men, sir. Lieutenant Reiner, do you wish me to place you under arrest? No, sir. I'm just trying to explain the state of the mind of the crew, sir. In spite of all our efforts, we are still on the bottom, and the men... The men are getting very jumpy, sir. I shall have to teach them a lesson they will not forget. They are taking their cue from our illustrious passenger, of course. If he had not come out here with his ranting and raving... Never mind that. He's quiet now. They gave him whiskey with a sedative in it. Your pardon, Captain. If I may make a suggestion... Well, what is it? There is one thing they have not tried. Huh? They have to try it, sir. Discharge our torpedoes. Discharge our torpedoes? A submarine without torpedoes, Lieutenant, is, is no more use than an airplane without wings. But we must, sir. We have ten torpedoes aboard. Twenty-five thousand pounds of dead weight. Get rid of that, and we have to rise. We have to. I see you are beginning to share the hysteria of the crew. When we return to our base, I shall not fail to include that fact in my report. However, I accept your suggestion. Order the discharge of our torpedoes to begin at once. Yes, sir. At once. You know what is going on here, Harry Lloyd Lunch. We have fired six torpedoes to lighten ship, and what has happened? We are sinking deeper. He is right. Yes, we are going deeper. Our plates will not stand it. We shall be crushed, down like that for the trap. They are not going deeper. They have come to a stop already. And even if we should slide a little further, we still have a margin of safety of at least 100 feet. The effect we have moved proves we are breaking free from the mud. No, it is not true. We are not stuck in the mud. We are not. Batman! No more of that. No more of that. Why should I? Be quiet. We all know we are not in any much. We all know our tanks are empty and we should have been on the surface long ago. We all know why our propellers will not turn and we all know why we cannot rise through. Batman! Because we are being held down. We are being held down by a thousand dead men who are crawling all over us, scratching at our plates trying to get in. They have come from all over the seven seas just to hold us down, just to see if we do not get away. Listen to them. Listen. You can hear them now. Listen. Ah, what nonsense. Far from come to your senses. It's only our plates groaning on the pressure. That is not true. You know better. We all know better. Who dragged us down here to the bottom? Whose hands are keeping our propellers from turning? Whose body jammed our dying place? Whose weight is keeping us on the bottom? The dead. Ross, man, I order you to be quiet. It is too late for order. There is only one way we can escape. 
That is to give the ones outside the man they want. They want our passenger, the one who calls himself Herr Schmidt. We all know who he is, and so do they. And they have come to get him. Hoffman, you are under arrest. Listen, listen, all of you. Let us get this Herr Schmidt with his funny mustache. Put him in a torpedo tube and send him out to the deck outside. Let them have him. Then they will let us go free. It is our only hope. Hoffman, get the net. I heard your interesting little speech just now. And this is my answer. Does anyone else want the same medicine to bring him to his senses? Then to your stations. Lieutenant Reiner, continue to discharge our torpedoes. Was in the international court. It was a message. A message. 
four other feet. What does it say? I will. Uh, another lurch. Now we are thinking fast. In a moment, our halberd came in like an eggshell. But first, I must tell you the message. I, I do not ask you to believe me, but the message was this. We are waiting for you, Adolf Hitler. We are waiting for you. enemy Adolf Hitler? I do not know, so I cannot tell you. The man who told it to me, perhaps he was joking, you can say, you must make up your own mind. But it is interesting to uh, think about, isn't it? Yes, very interesting. It reminds me of another strange story I heard recently. Oh, you're getting off at the next stop. I'm sorry. But perhaps we'll meet again soon. I take this same train every week at this time. You have just heard Chapter 66 of The Mysterious Traveler, a series of dramas of the strange and terrifying... In tonight's story, Death Comes for Adolf Hitler, Tony Barrett played Lieutenant Reiner, Philip Clark played Captain Metz, and Lon Clark played Adolf Hitler. The Mysterious Traveler is written by Bob Arthur and David Cogan, and original music is played by Henry Silvern. The entire production is under the direction of Jock McGregor. <laughs> Listen next week to a tale titled Murder Goes Free. Another tale of the mysterious traveler. The mysterious traveler is presented by WOR Mutual. This is Mutual. Welcome back. Well, a very eerie play, and I think fairly well done, particularly for its genre. One thing the writers did try to do is make sure that we weren't feeling too sympathetic to the sub's crew, which they did by showing the Nazis, under Herr Schmidt's orders, killing non-combatants who were only seeking uh, to provide humanitarian aid. As I said... This showed a sentiment within the Allied forces. You will occasionally come across stories of vigilante sort of actions by Allied soldiers in World War II, even on the American side. But thankfully, most uh, were willing to follow the uh, appropriate process, do justice, 
and leave the rest in the hands of God.